Oh man, finally out of the infirmary from that wound I got. Time to just, just kick back, relax, and drive around in my vehicle. Checking out both bases, doing maybe 200, 300 laps, because it's actually a pretty small area to drive around, but whatever. I'm comfortable, I'm relaxed, just taking it easy like my doctor said, listening to some fresh tunes. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to try to go off this ramp real quick. Alright, <laughs> yeah, this is a sweet... Oh, shit. Oh, man. Fuzz. Alright, I'm pulling over, I'm pulling over. Sir, hmm. Hmm? you have any idea why I pulled you over? Uh, I could guess, but uh, yeah. Why, why don't you let me know? In any case, what do you? What's the, what's the problem, officer? I think you know. I saw you take that ramp. Uh, can you get your license whoa, and registration? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Take it easy, man. Like, don't don't point that right at me. Like, I'll I'll get my license and registration. Just, you don't have to fly off the handle. Just, just doing my job. I'm uh, just doing my job. Just, now you just, just point that pistol away from me i'm not i'm not doing anything aggressive here i'm put put the gun down put the gun down what oh no like it's just this is just my driving gun hands in the air hands in the air put it in the air but i can't drop this gun like i literally don't know how to it like came with the suit if i'm not mistaken like there's a portion on the driving exam where they tell you where do you put your gun while you drive i honestly don't know how to drop this thing i could switch it out for a different gun with that yeah, yeah why don't you why don't you switch it to something long range just right, so that i don't have to worry about it get a sniper in here uh i'm, I'm not gonna no scope you i'm, I'm not not that talented huh <laughs> better no scoped in years better. it's really awkward to fit it in this car like this yeah what kind of car is this anyway oh it's a standard issue you know it's warthog pretty sweet ride yeah it's i i, I think the chrome chrome paint job really Really made it a little bit flashier, help distinguish it from all those rotten blues, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, we're both reds here. Uh-huh. Hey, yeah. um, you want to take that ramp again, only uh, with me riding shotgun? Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, all right, but not, not shotgun. Why don't you hop on the back with the turret? I think it's funny that we're both surprised by each other's guns. <laughs> yeah, like, what are you doing? Well, uh, how do you mention it? <laughs> was the cop in this scenario also wearing armor? I imagine like, he so. just forgot that everyone does. I, I think so. <laughs> I wasn't sure if we had agreed on that. It, it, it makes sense to me. <laughs> I, okay. You know, does it really matter at the end of the day? <laughs> I guess not. We don't like, really have to try that hard for the we're show, doing do we? the best we can with our hardware limitations although honestly this show more than anything else is gonna have people mad if we fuck it up right because it's just it it's more of a fan base that would listen to podcasts that's true although for this podcast who the hell knows but yeah <laughs> speaking of this podcast uh yeah what what the hell is it <laughs> what the hell is that it is uh th- this is the carton cast um my name is ben and my name is zane and we're your hosts for cartoons of all walks of life and all griddles of death. And uh, today we are... 
Jesus. Going off the going off <laughs> going the griddle. Off the rails. We're going off the griddle. Uh, going off the grid. Going off the griddle. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna get some do grits. our scrambled segment, the likes of which has not been seen since Puppet Times. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This is the Carton Cast podcast evolved. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like Halo Combat Evolved as a huh? Like the original Halo's name is technically Halo Combat Evolved. Really? I, you know, I really should ha- shouldn't have to explain these. I'll come up with something better. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a thing that I know. <laughs> I I wasn't I was like I could try to find something better but I don't care. <laughs> no, it's it's pretty hard to care about. And then I tried pretty much everything about the show actually. I tried looking up rhymes for gulch and like there's none. The the whenever I hear gulch it's like alliterative to mm-hmm. like some more innocent game. Like gusty gulch or gloomy gulch. Like those yeah. are Mario levels. You know? I don't think I've ever been to a gulch. I bet you have. What about Galt's Gulch? You stayed there for, like, a long time. Galt's got Gulch? really irritating. What real, is that? Real libertarian. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Do you not know this? Uh, <laughs> this conversation kind of got away from me. Yeah, I'll, I'll fill you in on a, on a fountainhead later. But uh, yeah. in any case, we are doing our scrambled segment. Uh, the last time we did this, it was in Cousin Skeeter. <laughs> Where right. we took a look at something that wasn't even animation. We're not going quite so crazy this time, but right. our scrambled segment does revolve around us doing types of animation, types of shows which are not commonly, uh, not which are not looked at by the scope of this podcast. Right, and today we're doing Red versus Blue, which is considered a machinima. Machinima, I believe. Macadamia. Macadamatic. So the Macklemore genre, we'll get into. Gross. Yeah, but this is like this is a web animation, and it was one of the first and most successful of its kind. I remember this weird period growing up where like I started seeing like claymation and then like flash animation. Um, way down the road, people started making stuff like this, but there was like this wide gulf of people just learning how to use the internet. And 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 reprodu- and and kind of suit it to their their means, and uh, in, in a way, I think that this is really a triumph of people repurposing uh, old forms of media and trying to repackage them in a new way, a la like Harvey Birdman, attorney at law, albeit not as fluently. Right, and the it sort of made a big splash at the time because there weren't a ton of internet exclusive serials um you know this was sort of not (laughs) you know how i spelled that Uh, (laughs) we got a bowl of halos here with reds and blues um yeah um (laughs) continue put some milk in it it turns purple (laughs) ah the flood (laughs) anyway but um yeah so this i think it predates youtube like it, er, early was there on a in this, time before tube? Early on in the show, they they said like like the people who did this Rooster Teeth when they were aggregating it's a production videos, company uh, considered YouTube this. like a competitor. Wow, I mean, yeah. like so you, you pick, remember the early days with the best and the best. You remember the early two thousands when like Ugh, yo, I, I want to watch a funny video. I'm gonna go on Flash Player. Oh God, <laughs> I barely remember Zane. I think you might have. Yeah, uh, ooh. 
I barely remember that age. Yeah. Or I've, like I've left it all behind. Or, or one of those one of those video aggregators that wasn't really completely themed. E bombs world. <laughs> yeah, right. Gross. Yeah. Those early days before we had monopolies for these things. YouTube is like one of these weird examples where I'm happy about the monopoly. Just cuz just cuz it's such convenience. I remember thinking At so little YouTube, cost to the consumer. I remember when I thought that YouTube would just be a fad and I avoided ever going. On. Oh wow, yeah, like now, Facebook. I remember when Facebook happened. Now it's practically like a verb. Yeah, to just tube it. Um, can bing that things, with Google. Things the internet's kind of making a lot of monopolies pop up. It, it's going to be interesting the next few years. Do do you think that a uh, FDR esque uh, uh, monopoly breaker will 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 foist his big stick down and and equalize the playing field? I believe that was the other Roosevelt. Mm, you probably uh, right. Um, I don't know hmm. things that aren't cartoons, Zane. You know this. I, you know, I I feel at this point that a lot of our dystopias are just going to cancel each other out. The Teddy that I remember is from AI. The Teddy that I remember is a graham cracker. So red versus okay. blue, yeah, that um, that, is, that is the signifier to end that train of thought. Red versus blue uh, began on April first, two thousand and three, and is actually still going on today. I did not realize. A fun thing to do if you go to the if you go to the official website where they play them off of Rooster Teeth is if mm-hmm. you go to like the first seasons and they're like uploaded ten years ago, right? Like that's just not a thing you see anymore because of course. <laughs> anymore as if things were older previously i don't know it's it's not a thing you ever see perhaps is a better way to put that like if you go on youtube you're never going to see anything that's like more than two years ago and barely sure. that so that just that just caught me off guard by how 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 long this has been running yeah and i th- I think we're mostly going to focus on its well-known first five seasons known as the blood gulch chronicles because those are much more of, that, but of well. the those are much more of the spirit I think that people still think of it as. Yeah, I I think that's probably true. Also because um, there's there's tends to be like this uh, Cerberus syndrome, to use a TV tropes term, where everything just stops being comedic and tries to expand into melodrama and plot significance. And they um, ran out of jokes. I I think that it was just that simple. Like they just they didn't know how to keep the format working as it was, so they expanded it. And we'll get into exactly how that either worked or did not. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me, uh, let me, let me say just, uh, one thing about this sort of web animation where you're using video game characters and expressing them in new ways. Like I mm-hmm. said, it's sort of, I thought of it as the new form of sprite comics, like the next gen. Yeah, I, I, I would definitely agree. It's repurposing something that somebody, some team that was well-funded by an establishment name, put a ton of time and effort into making something that stood on its own and now you're like i'm gonna take the most superficial aspect of it and just use like it, this just is yank it this also is essentially fan fiction also the most marketable aspect it's it's pretty much fan fiction these are all kind of different ways these are all different genres or no these are different media for expressing that same concept people mm-hmm. like certain things in your universe and they want to take it and use it in their own universe it's, i think it's parody protected but uh there's only so far you can go with that. Like, didn't well, that didn't that one guy try to make a like Treasure Island two or something I don't, without the consent of the guy uh, of the yeah something of what's like face, that Robert Louis so, Stevenson? So should we talk about this uh, style of animation before getting into the show itself? I guess so. 
Do um, you really want to? Like, cause, cause it's, just, lo- it's just the video game Halo. Do it. you guys know the video game Halo? It's that. <laughs> well, th- and then bad voiceovers for a it while. It is. It is specifically taken from the game Halo, but in terms of the how'd you pronounce it, Machinima? Machinima, yeah. Right. That's how. That's how I've heard like two best friends and other people pronouncing it. Sure. Um, you mentioned like legal issues. From what I could tell they're kind of a gray area because a lot of companies are fine with this and even encourage it. Um, but I think it's like if you use too much of their stuff or make too big a profit, um, they're much more likely to give you grief. So there is um, something to be said for uh, the creators uh, getting free publicity. Like, mm-hmm. Let's Players are not only allowed to make their videos, they're encouraged by the people who want publicity by uh, the people who play the game. So... Um, in legal terms, uh, for example, like Microsoft says you can use the designs and the visuals, but not the plot or characters. Well, uh, that's no trouble there. Blizzard says, you know, you can use everything, but only if you're doing it non-commercially. So, I think you that, know, there's, there's legal differences, sense. but I think in general, if you want to like, it's like if you want to make your own Sprite comic, like who's going to stop you? There's also just a cost of harassment to consider, like. Is it really worth hounding the guy who's just doing it at home for fun? In in right. the same way that like people in the same way that we're allowed shut to shut our podcast down if yeah. they really wanted to. Like I don't think it'd be that hard to do. They're just there's you don't get anything out of it. They wouldn't even need to threaten us. They would just need to like send a guy in a suit to look intimidating, and we'd be like, "I'll do whatever you want." I'm guy sorry. in a suit, bring it on! <laughs> I have yeah. nothing else to live for. <laughs> if you have a badge or even a name tag. That's more authority than I will ever have. Just introduce yourself as Mr. and I will fold on the <laughs> sir, spot. Insist that I call you sir. I'll pull down my pants and assume the position. Which position? Push-ups. <laughs> Teabagging, of course. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> um, anyway, so, uh, uh, perhaps we should talk about the well, plot? Well, I was actually... I have, I have quite a lot to say. Oh, in that about... case, just, just run out the clock. <laughs> <laughs> um... Well, I wanted to say a little bit more about just machinima in general, um, because it's sound. You know, when you say like, "Oh, you know, it's using computer graphics, usually from video games for animation," it's like, how is that different from CGI? And the difference is, it takes place in a real time interactive computer environment. So, are you talking about the game or the show right now? The genre. Eh. We. St- <laughs> this is like when we explain what puppets are for cousin Skeeter Ben. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> we didn't have to because it's, you know, puppets. But right. here I feel like... So, like, the word machinima actually is a mix of machine and cinema. Sure. Um, it's also the name of the website that makes and aggregates this kind of animation. Uh, and in same. fact... In, what? Uh, same. What? <laughs> it's just... Uh, like, there's something to be said for laying your framework, but you're starting... You're starting by digging a ditch. No, but this is this is interesting because they changed the spelling of the term. It was originally spelled with an e, but it was became like the site became so well known that like that's the official spelling of the genre now. Oh, like they just kind of appropriated the entire genre for their own uh for their own Yeah, it, it's hmm. kind of like how the inventor of GIFs called them GIFs sure. and was promptly overruled. <laughs> nope. <laughs> No, sir. <laughs> you you do not understand how the internet will work for all time. It right. does not matter if you were right. You just need to be catchy. <laughs> um, and I can go, you know, 
into the production details of this show itself. I mean, I can Please save do. some if we like run out of things to say. No, but... no, no, no. Why don't you just front load it? <laughs> Maybe we um, can use it up later. Well, I just found it fascinating. Some of the um, other things that these people did. Um, so it was created by this guy named Bernie Burns. <laughs> um, nah, that's who, a stage name. Who made a comedy based on The Sims, uh, known as The Strangerhood. And Immersion, what? a live-action show that tests video game concepts in the real world, sort of like an even nerdier Mythbusters. <laughs> so this is the kind of show that he and his friends put on, and they originally... Will it frag? They, they, they came up with the idea for Red vs. Blue when they were doing videos for something called DrunkGamers.com. Oh, wow. And they had a conversation about whether the Warthog vehicle from Halo looked more like a Puma, which is a joke that made and, it into the yeah, show. And, yeah, of course, stands the test of time. And they didn't know that other people, like, they didn't know that machinima was a thing. They thought they were being real original. <laughs> um, but That's cute. It, it, I mean, they're kind of the most well-known and well-received show of this sort. Yeah, and, and they really paved the way for uh, uh, web, web series of this ilk. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know that they've just kind of, they, they've come out of the woodwork in so many ways. Um, I know that there was actually a separate Halo one called Arby and the Chief which has yeah. gone through, like, eight seasons or something, and frankly, I find it funnier than this. <laughs> but uh, there's there's a bunch of there's a bunch of stuff that, that does this sort of thing, if not this exactly. Yeah. Um, and this show was made by Rooster Teeth Productions, which is, of course, a thinly-veiled term for cockbite. Ooh. Well, yeah. All right, well, this, this show just went up a couple points in my book. <laughs> Weird, right? Yeah. Better dick joke than they ever make on the show. Sounds yeah. great. And of course, it is based on the hit video game Halo from 2001. Well, hello. Um, yeah. Um, maybe we should talk about FPS games. Yeah. I don't. I don't really like. I'm. I'm very aware how popular Halo was, and it makes sense that people whom are into watching uh, internet comedy and also play Halo. That's this a, a fairly wide venn diagram so mm-hmm. of course this caught like wildfire and uh yeah uh, what what exactly do you think the p- appeal there is if of any? like do fps's you, yeah do, do, are you into them or uh, specifically multiplayer uh, not into fps's on the whole you know um the sort of call of duty or, or other like world war simulators i remember playing call of duty with my friends back in high school um i remember being passingly entertaining Halo, I feel, is a bit better, both because of the theme and just because it's a bit simpler. It it is very simple. Um, it also I, has a nice buffer from like violence that went on in our very recent history. You know, yeah. It it's. I think it's less of a first person shooter than some of the more realistic type ones, and it's more of like almost a platformer. There's a lot more exploration involved. It's it's more yeah. like a like a open, open world FPS. RPG where you have a gun. That's that's closer. It's not, it's not quite an RPG. No, but no, no. like I I, I, I you get your it. meaning. Um, and you know the series has you know they've put out new games as it's gone. They've really ballooned. And I feel like I don't know if this is true for you, but I feel like the one that people like is the last one that was big when that person had free time. Perhaps. And uh-huh. and, and every new one is just like too confusing and shiny. Yeah, I remember playing Halo <laughs> Three a lot and finding that to be true. Like, I, I like that uh, quite a great deal. And then I tried some of the spin-off ones in beta, and I was just like, "Yeah, just too, too many, 
too many cooks. I See, I I enjoyed Halo one and two, and then when I tried three, after you know, I started having like a real life. It was like this is not doing it for me. You were also not playing that game with your with like the other couple of people whose names I won't mention in our basement. Yeah, because like, that that's where the nights happened. That's yeah, absolutely. Happened. It's it's a uh, conversation facilitator. Yeah, but instead of you don't need to think of as many things because you know half your sentences are like, "Oh, you asshole." I think it just facilitates like trash talking. It's trash talk simulator. (laughs) Trash talk simulator. Oh five. Yeah, no, that's what Halo is to me anymore. That's that's. I I sort of enjoy uh, a shooter in general, but honestly, I would rather just play a Metroid Prime. Like, (laughs) I don't need the multiplayer aspect to enjoy it. Yeah. What did you think of the multiplayer option on Metroid Prime? Uh. startling (laughs) unnecessary yes wait wait to miss the boat i I like you just have to have a a multiplayer uh aspect on everything that you do nowadays but uh it did you you shouldn't you shouldn't mistake the yeah you you shouldn't mistake the package for the bells and whistles like yes they have a multiplayer function don't go thinking that it is necessarily uh a necessary part of the game yeah so were were you into this show like when it came out like were you aware of it i remember uh at one point trying to connect with a girl that i liked by watching it and placating her when i said it was funny and at the time i thought it was a little bit funny but like i've been watching funny cartoons my whole life and this just really did not pan out very well yeah i Um, i in in my opinion the, the humor does something that is not prevalent in other shows namely it like reflects this internet persona that mm-hmm. uh teens with too many hormones and too and uh too much time on their hands tend to have which which was funny to me in a meta way but yeah beyond that not really um i was not aware of this for like many years mm. with the exception of on one of those early video aggregators they had um one of the psas from this show because they didn't just do okay. episodes they did occasional like psas which were sort of parodies which i liked Okay. Um, it was the real life versus the internet video. Have you seen that? Ne- never seen it, no. It, it's pretty funny. The line that I always remembered after I saw it was, um, like, what if spam was in real life? And it's like, um, would you like a bigger penis? Where would you like it? <laughs> Which I just, like, did, imagine did, did that in Sarge's a voice. Good, uh, inversion of that where he just gets, where he just jumps into the internet and just walks around, like, the yeah, various chat rooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it, it, it's a funny concept. Like the, the internet's such a weird like half world, like a pseudo world <laughs> now. Like this is this is nothing new. Like William Gibson was talking about the cyberspace and like the protonet or whatever the hell he called it uh way back in like the 80s, right? And, sure. And I just <laughs> coming up with stuff based on that. It, it's funny to see it in modern media. Do you though. think of the, some of any of those early techno prophets realize just how inane we like the uses we would find on the internet like by the way every techno prophet has a visor that's how you tell <laughs> yeah actually they have blindfold. one in front of their eyes and one on their foreheads that's right <laughs> the third eye <laughs> one's for the look one's for the shade wish i could make a rhyme out of that but i'm not a, not that clever um okay so i am done uh talking about the production all right well let me let me tell you the basic plot Um, two factions vie for a pointless scrap of land. That is the core of Red vs. Blue. They take the Halo genre and deconstruct it in a very 
um, satisfyingly ironic way. And at the beginning, it's just a brusque deconstruction of the FPS PvP genre of game. Mm-hmm. And it would have been fine if it had stayed like that, but it didn't have staying power like that. It was just too shallowly defined a concept, um, I think. I don't know what I would have done with it, but what they did with it is probably not the right thing. Right. So this show evolved. Sirens! <laughs> Get out of Philly, Ben. It's not safe. Get into Philly, Zane. <laughs> There's cheesesteaks. I have a safe. <laughs> Are there cheesesteaks in it? <laughs> um, so this this show kind of evolved over its seasons. It started as, you say, this very surface-level comedy parody. Yeah, um, like, what are we fighting the other guy? Private, private, don't ask questions, that sort of thing. It moved on to this sort of wacky situation comedy. Uh, and yeah. then got further and further into dark melodrama. It, it followed, actually, a similar progression as uh, the Bob and George sprite comic. Yeah, Bob and George is different, though, uh, subtly, because the characters have barely more personality than the Halo (laughs) models, but only because I can't keep track of all of them. Right. But Bob and George is is at least, uh, it's not strictly comedy at times. Like, it's fairly good at showing cool shit happening. Yeah. Which I just never found to be the case. I never found this show to do anything that wasn't comedy well at all. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think, I, I think they they tried to make. I would make it a show. They, they tried that. to take this idea like, oh man, we're just being controlled for simulations, kind of like how video games are or do. Games Be? later on, like Bi- Bioshock, really nailed that sort of thing a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's this the is thing. Interesting. The Halo yeah. multiplayer is such an abstract. Like, oh, we're red, they're blue. Let's kill them. <laughs> There's not really that depth, and they they look into it, and once they see it and find that theme, they exploit it, and that's when it sort of gets less good. Yeah, they, they, they yeah, they 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 crawl a little bit too far up their own asses to say it more brus- more more blatantly, yeah, and crudely. But it, um, it and it becomes this sort of sprawling plot line with a bunch of names, not only different characters and names. But, for, I mean, you can't really tell them apart Honestly, very well. Honestly, I, I couldn't even, I didn't even bother keeping track. Some I watched like 10 episodes in a row and was perfectly riveted and then skipped forward a bunch. And I'm Some like, characters are ghosts. Some of them are robots. Some of them are ghosts inhabiting robots. Some no. of them are AI. Some of them are combinations of all of those. Okay, and it's hard those to by themselves are not the problem. The problem, the problem is, is that is they like, are covered with armor and have very little subtlety to their... But that, they, and you that's can't the have thing. subtlety there's, to these characters. There's so many characters that are all pretty much the same. Like, there's not even, like, just different names. There's different naming conventions. <laughs> Yeah, for different classes of characters, and it's also just like when you cover something with a big suit of armor, you you lose the personality behind that thing. Like this is why th- there was this interesting uh, hypothesis that the stormtroopers uh, were so readily outclassed compared to the Han Solo Brigade or whatever the hell that faction is called, the Rebels. Is Team because Light. you could see the Rebels, you could see oh. their faces, and there was like, that hesitation in killing a human being. Whereas yeah, the psychological. Han Solo thing. and Luke Skywalker can all just shoot down stormtroopers for days in the same way that you can just shoot down a bunch of blue guys and not feel a goddamn thing. Right, and that's the sort of ethos they try to play with. They, they, um, they try to deconstruct that trope, too, but it's just not a deep enough well. I think. 
this is one of the big limitations of machinima because when you use somebody else's uh, computer system for your graphics, it's cheaper, it's faster, but you can't really do anything that wasn't programmed in. And given the limitations of the technology at the time, you know, you couldn't get those sort of uh, dynamic facial structures or differentiating, you know, details. It is color-coded, and if you're not paying attention and watching straight through, you're lost. Yeah, which which maybe is a, a nice, um, like, like there there's probably, like, a philosophy paper with that on the front page. If you're not following, paying attention to the color-coded conventions, you'll, you're lost. <laughs> that's, that's, that's maybe a nice way to break this down if you were the biggest asshole on earth that but, uh, being said if you just stick to the main like eight people it's easy to tell them apart because really there's only four characters and they just doubled over honestly the main four characters are also very easy to distinguish between because all their voices like it's not that their voices are different it's that their patterns of speech and excited nature are so different Yes. The farther you put yourself behind a suit of armor, which in this case is entirely, the more expressive one needs to be to sell that character, which is why my favorite character was that drill sergeant who was like, loved the one of the cadets and hated the other one of the cadets. Exactly. It was a very funny relationship between <laughs> those three. But um, as soon as you add a bunch of people and half of them are like stoic, just, I'm a guy who's there, sometimes I tell a joke, it's just, it's just a wash. Well, I... I... I hadn't thought of it like that, um, you know, the, the emotions that come into their voices, because these are not trained voice actors like we're used to. These are just team members of Rooster Teeth that they just had around. Yeah, and if it was a, maybe if it was like an animation which could sell subtlety, I don't know what kind of animation that would look like, but if it was an animation that could sell subtlety, the voices might have carried more weight, but mm-hmm. on their own, the characters just are very, very bland unless they're screaming out in which case, sometimes they're just annoying. Yeah, they they develop a bit more unique personalities as it goes on, but especially early on, every character is some combination of stupid and mean. Right, and and, and it's just a matter of the ratios. Own, that work that works in its own uh, in its own uh, in its own wheelhouse. There, but there's like, a place for stupid and mean to collide and make some funny come out. Mm-hmm. But it's and, just not a very large area, is yeah, all. And, and clearly, the creators know. Oh, this is the kind of line that Griff would have. This is something that Donut would say. But to the audience, especially you know, like I said early on, before the drama kicks in, uh, you, you can't really tell. Like, oh, this character would say that. It's, it's yeah. Uh, and honestly, I don't even know their names. Even in the when same I know way, the characters. In the same I way as you if you're donuts. playing a Halo multiplayer, you don't know who they are. Yeah, it's just Dognuts69. <laughs> Dog By the way, shout out to Dognuts69. Yep. You... Bru- bru- for- forged in blood. Hold it down <laughs> the <fort>. by honor. <laughs> Dognuts69. Truly the best of us. <laughs> so... <laughs> Speaking right, of the let's, characters. Let's disembark from Dognut69 to talk about the other characters. Mm-hmm. Um, no, who fucking cares? Well, yeah. Like, I don't care about... The, no. The, I, can't, <laughs> I couldn't put anything down for characters that was meaningful at all. So... I've already told you everything that you need to know about the characters. Like, <laughs> they, they... They... They all look the same. They have color-coded differences... Um, mm-hmm. and their personalities are markedly different, but that, that's, that's it. And that's not enough. 
Yeah, and each team sort of has a leader figure, a rookie, stupid guy, um, kind of your average standard person, and then additional. Yeah, there you could have said that has like one dumb guy and then three straight men. <laughs> like that's every group that I encountered. It's just one oh. dumb guy, three straight men. Sometimes the straight men are brave. Sometimes they're cowardly. Sometimes they are rash in their decision making. Sometimes they are the naysayer. But they're all just the straight man for the dumb guy to play off of. That's it. What is interesting about their dynamic is that it doesn't really change. So if you ju- if it, you jump it, ahead it to like it becomes a strictly a plot based show. If, if you jump ahead to like season ten, there's a lot less focus on these guys. And and there's, like, this huge dramatic action. Oh, you know, the political players and the church and all this stuff. And they're still talking to each other like, "Eh, your mother. Um, Yeah, no, it's... (laughs) Like, they're just... Like, they go along with the plot and they're like, guys, this is important. We need to do this. But they're unfazed. It's it's the same way that someone playing these games can go through all the games and still say your mom jokes over Xbox Live. Yeah, yeah. Like, the it's just like the games. The main plot doesn't really matter. It's the multiplayer. Right, and in sprite comics in general, I think that it's done a little bit better because their focus is different. They don't focus on the plot. The plot is a mechanism for the characters to distinguish themselves. Yes, and and these characters do not. They they they, they don't, and they can't. Like I don't know what would have been the right way to go about the show, but this wasn't it. Um, they definitely took a step in the right direction when they started killing people off. Yeah, because I'm like, oh. It's not just another snarky guy. That one's the ghost. That one's part robot. That's that's <laughs> still not enough because he's still the straight man. That's just now a ghost. <laughs> but let me let me give you a counterexample, okay? Okay, fine. There is in Frisky Dingo you have the Exticles. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Do you okay? Do you not know this? I, I re- I'm getting a vision of people wearing all white with a it, big. X it's basically over a bunch. It's it's a bunch of Halo characters in a in a space fortress, and they do a right. lot of this shit too, where they like hold each other birthday parties and they like, uh, you know, make their own theme song and all that stupid shit that uh, you would expect from Red versus Blue in the first season. Mm-hmm. There's this one character named Ronnie who is a transfer from Russia, he lost his robot pants, so he walks around with, like, pink polka-dotted he, underwear and talks in a... his robot pants. Lost his robot pants. <laughs> it's the wrong trousers. In, <laughs> it's the wrong trousers, Gromit! The, uh, he, he walks around in these pink polka-dot underpants mm. and uh, is continuously talking in a thick, heavy, botched Russian accent. And he's maybe the best character in the whole show. He gets so much personality because, one, he's distinguished physically, aesthetically. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean just a color swap and you're done. I mean, he's got no robot pants, and it's very easy to pick. Okay, that's Ronnie. I know that that is Ronnie. Mm -hmm. And the second, like, because that's the sort of same same thing with uh, the ghost robot you were talking about. Okay, that's enough to distinguish him. The second thing is he's, his his personality is very well defined. So it's all these different aspects of the show kind of sympathizing with one another like Mm -hmm. you have the aesthetics you have the audio his his thick russian accent you have the fact that he doesn't understand a lot of american slang and makes a lot of misunderstandings um he's He's a character yeah it started it starts with the superficial differences and he becomes more of a character in his own right i think they do that here but to do it they have to like kill off or ignore about half the main cast 
mm. and then put the others into a situation that they're not intended for. Yeah, it's it's also just easier to do it when you're allowed to change your character model. <laughs> yes, like, that's You could true. do something like it is in Dark Souls and just have different costumes. It would not be too hard to do, I think. Well, they didn't have too much to work with in Halo. No, that's true, but like, I mean, yeah, I guess that's true. I feel like maybe if each one kind of had their own sort of weapon, that might have helped. Mm-hmm. It did not. It seemed like they all had just machine guns because that's how you just spawn most of the time. Yeah. Well, they had pistols because that's not fair. When you're you you can make it look like you don't have a weapon or close to it if you just have a pistol yeah, and you're and looking just, down. Uh, yeah, and just close up enough. Well, apparently, what they had to do to look like that, at least in the first Halo, because. Over the course of this show, they had, you know, built-in plot reasons for why they look different as they adapt to new games. Mm. But in the first Halo, like, when they're talking to each other, they look like they're facing at each other with their guns down, but really, they're aiming down with their guns. Yeah. So the actors who are controlling the characters can't actually see where they're moving. (laughs) Oh, that's weird. Um, That that is... (laughs) Oof. That's it's, like learning that the Titanic was done on a set. It just brings you out of the whole immersion. And what's really interesting, just like thinking about this conceptually, is like having to plan the camera character within the like physics restraints of the game. Like that's a very... It's a weird problem, but I don't think it's a difficult it, one to it's, surmount. It's not difficult. It's just interesting like, oh, they had to sort of um, come up with all these new techniques for film direction in a game maybe that is should, so limited uh, maybe we should just talk about animation right away like i don't yeah. mind saying a couple of tone genre things later but i, I yeah. think that we're sort of naturally leading into the animation yeah so uh i mean I, I mentioned the genre of animation this machinima before um but the, the fact that it's a halo game specifically uh it, it's just a, a lesson in how you can do a lot with the limited amount of things you have. Yeah, and admittedly, like for, like they for the high up shots, they had somebody on a with. tank. Yeah, exactly. They have very little to work with, you <laughs> yeah. know? Like, but there are precious few animations to work with here. In in Bob and George, you had Mega Man sprites from, like, 20 different games, mm-hmm. each of which had their own powers, um, and you keep on adding verbs. This, you have jump, jump shoot, aim, duck. It, it's just not that varied, and you can't convey much that isn't shooting a dude. Also, since the camera is another player, you have a targeting reticule in the middle of the screen. Oh, yeah, that's weird. Which sometimes turns red if he's, like, targeting the other guy. <laughs> oh, man, hang on. I just got super tired. <laughs> <laughs> My own dick. My own dick. Uh, did they shop out the? Did they Photoshop out the reticule then? Um, sometimes, like sometimes it was there, sometimes not, and it that, wasn't that like, like they started. It, it wasn't like they started off one way and then changed it. It's like sometime in the third forget. season, it just popped up again. Weird. Like, yeah, I, I guess they were pretty popular for a while. They couldn't have taken that much time to edit their shit. Hmm. Hmm. Really weird. Really weird, like, the... Uh, I wonder... Because they're not beholden to any sort of schedule other than just, like, this would make the people happy or sad, are they? Like, they don't have a network that they have to produce for other than, like... I don't know. They, I guess they do in Rooster Teeth. It's one of those, like, weird internet-based businesses where... there. I'm sure there's equations for 
how to best space out your releases but you're not beheld you're not it's not like network tv where like we have it coming out wednesday guys yeah yeah it, well it, for internet specifically youtube shit it doesn't really need to be on a strict schedule uh, except for the people whom are waited with waiting with bated breath because like most people i think for for internet shows i think are just kind of like when it happens it happens and i'll be okay mm-hmm. and and for this show and but other shows that- fans you know you know, rabid fans for like YouTube content can be can be so just self important and 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 uh, what's what's the thing when you think you deserve stuff? Entitled. Entitled. Thank you. Like I I watch a few too, few YouTube channels of people who put out content like let's plays and and stuff like that mm-hmm. and. They get so upset in the comments about man. If only he could come out with this ahead, of, uh, like uh, on schedule or something. Like, Are you paying for this? Like, yeah. What's what's wrong with you? Um, it's so weird that people can be like upset about their entertainment at all in the that's internet free. age. Yeah, just no, just in general. <laughs> like, you can, go do something else. Free market. You, yeah, you have the internet. Do you have? Do you have any idea? how much entertainment you have at your fingertips you just forgot how to look for it yeah i it's, I, I it's 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 reasonable in as much as we're evolved to expect things and be upset when they don't happen it's it's the myopia of existence i guess you just you get very used to your way of life until like, you just it, you just that, that, that's how pain works too right like if you're hurting for a while like if you like uh enter like a hot bathtub or something like you'll hurt for a minute until your body just gets used to it habituation it's called is that what it's called mm-hmm. yeah any sort of stimuli can be uh, adjusted it's it's uh there's a thing in a brain in the brain where you know if if a neuron gets a signal that's like really strong it's like oh i gotta i gotta react really strong and it'll pulse a lot but if it keeps getting it it'll be like there's no like i'm not capable of pulsing any faster i'm just going to downshift everything so that if a signal even stronger than this comes in i'll be able to respond to it huh yeah brains huh it may bring so man. cool yeah and like if you take a person and get them used to like fighting and war and just in-group mentality you can just have them fight somebody else just because they're a different color man yeah yep they, they may not even be able to distinguish themselves from their team and sometimes it's not even red it's like orange the, the way we're talking <laughs> right now uh is oh is is reminiscent of one parallel that i made um which is th- this is sort of like a catch twenty two with morons instead of insane insane people. <laughs> what you know in Catch Twenty Two, the the mm-hmm. book by yeah. Heller, like all the characters are sort of like they're all the characters are symptoms of madness in the human condition, sort of right. Just like, like this. This weird way that you can make logic so flawed that it will technically stand up on its own, but it doesn't seem like it should. Oh, and you're saying, like, it's here, like, it's like... like that, but just with morons. <laughs> like, how many different ways can a person be stupid? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Instead of how many different ways can uh, can uh, humans have confusing duality? It's not just stupid, it's stupid and mean. Can I give you my favorite example of, of when they, like tried to solve a problem and did it in a way that anybody looking at it would be like that's that does not make any sense go for it so um griff the the orange guy uh gets injured <laughs> okay who cares <laughs> 
I like their names. You know, I like their Griff, names too, Tucker, but like their their entire their names are entirely Donut. removed from their characters in, yeah. from, oh, in my yeah. mind. Um but when he gets injured, what they do is they have Simmons donate a bunch of his organs to save him, and then Simmons gets his organs replaced with robot parts. <laughs> and somehow <laughs> they're like how is this better than just turning him into his like <laughs> like this is not that's that's interestingly confusing <laughs> that's a good synopsis for this show no like that that would be in catch 22 but the 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 motivation for it would be like paperwork won't allow him to get like replaced organs because of his religion or something so he just swaps someone else's organs into him like that would totally that could yeah. have been a chapter absolutely <laughs> that easily yeah we're going to transplant this to him, and then we're going to transplant this other guy's thing to you. What about yeah. that other guy? Circle, man. Everybody yeah. gets a turn. <laughs> a communal well, liver. Then, then, we, then, then we get mongooses to come and mop up all the snakes. But then we got mongooses, <laughs> which is why we, we ship in uh, homicidal gorillas. <laughs> you have no idea how frequently I use that to solve problems. <laughs> like, it's if the somebody, funniest way. If somebody has any issue, I'll just say, like, oh, yeah, you know, you can get rid of that if you just bring in a bunch of snakes. And they're like, a bunch of snakes. Now, like, now yeah. snakes are our problem. <laughs> It's, it's it's the Godzilla postulate, isn't it? Like, like uh, or the or the nuclear deterrent. What is the point at which the terrible solution technically overrides the terrible problem? Mm-hmm. Eh, anyway, I think that point is when everyone's just holding a gun all the time, <laughs> which is something that happens in this show by necessity. But like, yeah, can you imagine what life very, would be like? It's very funny. Like that's one of the funny things about the animation that. I, I honestly just don't get sick of uh, just kind of noting in my mind while I'm watching this is just that everyone has to hold a gun all the time, even <laughs> especially when it's not relevant. Like, yeah. if they're seriously just talking at base and, like, not outside on duty. Right. If they're just, like, kind of chilling against a wall talking about Sheila or their their, their cousin that they yeah. got the hots for or whatever they're the hell they're talking about. They're primed and ready for combat at all times. Mm-hmm. They don't know how not to be. It, that that's that's it's such a funny thing again something you could easily see happening in catch 22 mm-hmm. yeah yeah um let's see are there any particular animations that you tended to like above all others um or, or i can that, tell you what i hated one? what's that so when they turn to each other and just have a beat panel that's 20 times as long as it should be oh and like one of them shifts their head down oh dude these the pauses in these speeches are so pregnant that they're basically giving birth like <laughs> and and you have to watch the delivery like it's terrible <laughs> yeah you can't like turn away from this show you no. can't like hear it in the distance because their voices are similar enough yeah you have to be in the room with her while she's giving birth to this terrible pause like to hold her hand listening only listening to this show it's hard to tell what's going on <laughs> and looking at it gives just barely enough context because again you can't tell who these characters are <laughs> so let's move into music because i think that well having... I, I wanted to mention oh, the, this sorry, bad no. animation yeah which is when they cut to this other guy so have you ever had this uh, did other you see guy. any part where they like calling central command or something and there's this oh this guy what doesn't have a suit on clay guy yeah that's pretty bad who's like his mouth is just like 
misshapen. He's just like, oh, hey, guys, how's it going? Why wouldn't he have a suit in this? Because he's, uh, he's, like, in a ship above the planet. But that's so... No, 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 no. I'm saying, like, in the context of making this show, why not just make everyone have a suit? That's funnier, isn't it? Because you can't pilot a ship with a gun in your hand, Ben. You're killing me, man. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> um yeah that's it yeah we can move on though okay um what i was gonna say is just that i think you you had mentioned that you barely get enough context in this show watching it as opposed Mm -hmm. to just listening to it i'm wondering if maybe if it had an audio component it would have been easier to digest or at least maybe a little bit more varied well, I, I didn't pay too much attention, but I, I think the audio is pretty sparse, isn't it? Like if it's, if they it's had very, it's very far. If away. they had musical beats, like oh, a joke just happened, like and so I can go back and look and like oh, did something interesting happen? Like that would be one thing. When they go tool around in the warthog, it's got like this funny Benny Hill music, and I'm like, this is one of the funniest parts of it because it's engaging my all my senses. It's dr- dragging me along for whatever the ride and they're going on. it's showing me movement, not just standing around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's less like, like the comic strip that it is trying to be. When you realize how much of shows are people standing around talking, it, you realize how important those f- facial expressions are <laughs> and, and how much it hurts the show that yeah, it lacks. Yeah, that's why it. a lot of anime lacked subtlety is exactly this problem, I think. Yeah, too much standing. Just, just too much, too much standing and not emoting. Like, get getting a turn to emote every two minutes is not enough. Like, <laughs> I, I need to, I need to know what you're thinking while you're not talking, and that's just that that is much rarer than I want it to be in in specifically anime and also some Western audience animation. It's it's a general weakness of the animation uh, genre in general, but I think that's true. Limited animation has more or less solved this by this point. Yeah, and, the, and no, Machinima they're is very good at it. Machinima has a, a narrower set of tools, and they haven't been in the game as long. That's true, but they also have a bigger built-in audience because, come on, Halo. Sure. Like, honestly, you just don't even need that good of content. Pe- pe- people are going to watch. Yeah. They'll be pot committed. Um, the uh, When I was thinking about music, I uh, something came to mind is uh, that this other show with halo figures uh arby and the chief yeah which honestly i liked it better than the show and i think a lot of that can be owed to the music just because it's not as it's not as um uh unflexible i guess what do you mean so in order to play both sides of an emotional spectrum comedy and tragedy you just need a like a flexibility of form. You need to be able to put these characters, however shaped they might be, into different situations, and you need to be able to sell it in different ways. And as we've said probably many times, but maybe not in exactly this way, Machinima in in this show in Red versus Blue really could only sell these characters one way. Now, if you consider maybe having a different setting, um, different pacing, different uh different music it maybe could have gone farther than it did trying to sell drama which was simply getting rid of the comedy and that's just that's just kind of not enough are are you saying that 10 seconds of twangy banjo at the beginning and end of every episode isn't doing it for you it's doing for it it's doing it for me until the banjo stops (laughs) which is is basically the synopsis of my entire life 
and and you can see this in a ton of YouTube videos where they take the music out of something very dramatic and turn it to something silly, and it completely changes it. It's we, I think more than anything, it is the sense that commands the the our emotions. The uh, uh, hearing, hearing, yeah. Well, Name, in, in, the, in this sort of a... thing, smell certainly. If you're yes, if you're engaged in that, but yeah, in, no no smell of vision here. In an audiovisual media, I think sound definitely takes the cake unless you're like literally watching people explode mm-hmm. and in an audiovisual club um the bullies take the cake moving on even though they weren't invited <laughs> no, what no, the it, hell ben okay there i did have an un, an example of uh a game that i played recently just because i wanted to put this in somewhere because i thought this was so novel sure um have you played Undertale at all? No. Okay. Play it immediately. <laughs> Undertale? It's 10 bucks on Steam. It's like a... It's this metro... Metro. It's this, <laughs> it's this retro, metrosexual adventure. It's metros- <laughs> you're not even wrong. It's this retro uh, RPG adventure sort of game um, that very closely mirrors Earthbound in both so- style and substance. Ooh. And uh, there are characters... All the characters in it are so memorable because of the different ways they can emo- evoke both drama and comedy. There and all you have to do for the drama is have them talk slower like even the text box slows down and their speech patterns become more deliberate Ooh. and the music cuts out. And that's that's really all you need. Hmm. That that's all it needed to be done. But the only real difference is the pacing and the music. And it totally saw. It also had a more original character models, so that helped personalize them somewhat. What was it called? It's called Undertale. Undertale. Play it immediately. I I'm in the middle of a podcast. I will wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it's real good stuff. I think you'll you'll do it. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. Hmm. Do you, uh, I, I've got one other thing to say in tone and genre, just because I couldn't find a other place to put this. Sure. As far as the actual di- dialogue and com- comedic content of the show goes, I found that it was pretty panderingly idiotic. Definitely um, starts that way, yeah. Just because just because there's maybe one straight man in a group or there's maybe like one crazy person and a bunch of straight men in the group, it's it's just not very it's just it's just not a very comedically subtle situation. Right. And it it seems to me that the show's creators do not think that their audience is very smart. <laughs> well, they're they're targeting the same audience I think that they were that was a product of of the early gaming kind of stuff, like early online gaming, which is that sort of nerd blaster 2012 uh kind of mentality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Um so naturally their characters would reflect that, but it develops in this at the same pace that the plot develops and becomes more than what it's about. So, if this is if if it's an attempt at verisimilitude, well done. <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> I think I think like this is what they started with. They ran out of jokes. They decided to get drama from comedy when that wasn't what it was built for. I think in general, I agree with that. Um. Did you like watching this show at all? First ten episodes I thought were very engaging. Yeah. I just... I think 
I got everything that I was going to get out of it in those first 10 episodes. I, I would have watched a season or two more for the same kind of joke, but it's it's really... You have a shallow show, you're going to have a shallow runtime. You know, if I, you want it to be suited to the to the medium. I feel like we might be being a little bit harsh on the show because it it was very popular. I think you know, sensibilities especially on the internet have it, it changed so much in 10 years. I think this played very well at the time, and I think if I were in that same mindset, it would play very well to me. I was a bit surprised by how much I felt like watching more once I started watching. I steamrolled through the first ten episodes, and I think yeah. you're definitely correct. Like the episodes are short, so you can like four or five minutes, so you can watch a bunch in a row quickly. And since you can't really jump ahead, there's this pressure to finish a season at a time. Yes, yeah. And, you know, I did jump ahead a bit, and maybe part of the reason that I'm finding it so shallow is just because I couldn't understand any of the subtlety that may have been in the backstory because I didn't watch everything preceding it's, it. It's it's a big O problem. No, big O, big o is its own class of problem. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can say that. It was a real monster rancher. <laughs> um. I think what you're saying is that these this show is good if, like, it, it's good in the way that a bucket of popcorn shrimp is good, right? Yeah, you just keep watching it, you get that little Pavlovian response, and you're mm-hmm. ready for the next one. It's it's satisfying while you're eating it, and once you're done with it, you're like, yeah, that was, that was enough. That was probably more. not the greatest choice. That was probably um, not the greatest choice, but I'm full. I enjoyed it while I was eating it. If I really care to, I'll get another bucket of popcorn shrimp yeah. tomorrow. But and I don't want way, to suddenly start eating a pheasant. And in the same, in the same way, I got like after I got Weird busy, metaphors. <laughs> after I got busy and didn't have a chance to watch it for a few days, I didn't really want to go back to it. Yeah, um, like you, you I lose I, interest from this sort of thing very quickly. I think your brain I, just I might, starts to recognize how shallow it is. I might want to watch through all of it at some point, like when I get a ton of free time. But for right now, it's not a great show for me. Although this might be because when I took a break, I was in the middle of season three, which is considered a bit of a low point. I've heard that season four, like is when it really hits its stride. I, I briefly ducked into season four and was not impressed, so it mm. might be that problem of uh, needing all the previous stuff to get anything out of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I couldn't shake the feel. You might be right in that it's... It is, in that we're being unfair by comparing it to a genre that it isn't. Like, this is a web animation. This is something that's supposed to be... Although, you know, I don't... Not, we're we're not really being that unfair because if it's going to try to tug at my heartstrings, then I'm going to meet it on that playing field. Mm-hmm. If, it's, if it's going to try to have the uh, the depth of feels of a real show on TV, then I have to treat it as such. It's not yeah. fair to do it otherwise. I think maybe if it, if its goal was different than just you know uh, than a, than a. If its goal was strictly comedy, I could meet it on that battlefield. In the same way that I can't talk about Magic School Bus as a legitimately fun show to watch. <laughs> right. You have to talk about it as an edutainment show. And if you took this show as sort of a distillation of the weird shit in FPS RPG combat scenarios and mm-hmm. like the world that it's built around, perf- perfectly fine. I can meet it on that playing field. But it built itself into this weird amalgamation of 
genre conventions, none of which it was actually in. And it couldn't sell it. It just, it just couldn't sell that transition to me. If you do meet it on its own terms as a show that some friends made using a technology they didn't fully understand and was pretty new uh, in a medium that had not been established yet. In, using in a setting jo- that wasn't ready for it. In a setting that wasn't ready for it, using uh, uh, a genre that had to change to to you know keep up with demand for more episodes like if you meet it for what it is it's 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 not bad it's it's not bad i think it's also just not interesting which it's okay if a show is bad as long as it's inter- we, we talked about cousin skeeter for way longer than we actually needed to because <laughs> it was funny that this show could even exist in so many different ways right here it's very reasonable how it existed and it's easy to pick apart its failings and successes and so it's, you know, middling mm-hmm. and uninteresting. Do you think it could have been done differently? <sighs> Again, Arby and the Chief is a bit better about it, if only because it uses music and it has a strict comedy format for the most part. Um, that being said, I don't know how I would do it. As I said at the top of the show... I don't think it's right the way they did it, the way they kind of tried to expand in this new narrative direction. But I don't know how I would approach it. I think in, like, season two, when they were really Bob and Georging it, when they were, like, <laughs> killing off characters and turning people into robots and, like, just <laughs> screwing things up for no reason, I think I think if they had found a way to perpetuate that, it could have been, yeah, just it could have been more consistently funny. Maybe. Maybe. Like, I think where this show really shines is shining a light on the... It, it, where this show shines is where Catch-22 shines, which is uh, criticizing by example, like satirizing by example the weird things in this genre of thing. Mm-hmm. When it's doing that, it does it really awesome. As soon <laughs> as it takes its own genre convention seriously, it's stupid. Yeah. As soon as it's like, drama in my shooter game, like, it's it's a little bit too on the nose. <laughs> it's a successful parody. It's a successful parody until it isn't. You know what's weird? Mm. We've been talking about this show for an hour, and we haven't really described what's happening. Like, like we, we characters, sorted. plot, don't really need it. <laughs> I don't know what the plot is. That's why it's hard to do. It is hard to tell because, like... I was reading plot synopses. Such a mishmash. I was reading plot synopses, and there are so many characters. They have, yeah. like, 50 state names and Greek letters for AI. Are you shitting and me? people inhabit the same bodies, and, like, yeah. I'm not dealing with that. that. I think this is probably a good, like, this is, like, the web animation equivalent of jumping the shark. <laughs> you know, where, where it just forgets its focus, forget forgets what it's good at, and this then like, just tries stuff. It's just like, oh man, we introduced two characters that had state names. We need forty-eight more because <laughs> people won't like it otherwise. That's, that's so weird. I, I don't know what the marketing strategy. I want to know what the marketing strategy was behind this show as well. Like after their second season, when they became began, began picking up popularity or whatever, what was their? Oh, they they who were they, they trying became, to cater to? They became popular like from day one i think like really? day one they had like twenty thousand downloads did they have like a grand opening like uh they have to run in through the silver the, the red carpet and like cut a ribbon to open was, red and blue sales and this was early this was before facebook this was before youtube hit it 
in a major way. I guess you just market it with like pop-ups. I don't know how else I would do it. Do you remember what the internet was like before those things? Very barely. I remember like Flash Golf, like Java Golf. Yeah, there was Addicting Games and Homestar Runner, and like that was Addicting Games. I remember that. (laughs) Homestar Runner was an oasis in the desert for certain. Like uh, Homestar Runner is probably where the metropolis of internet comedy was founded. It showed us the possibilities of things that could be. Like it's that well in the savannah. It's that. it's that river that you build your aqueducts around and create a real lasting civilization, a real lasting Mesopotamia. <laughs> and and what is this show, Ben? This is the crime that's in every culture. <laughs> no, you know what? It's a it's a fine show. I have been a little bit harsh on it, and it's a pioneer in its own it's in, in its own genre. But mm-hmm. it didn't do anything that I thought was special, and it did several things that I thought were just bad moves. Mm-hmm. And that's. With the benefit of hindsight, which you, you, you can't attribute to them, especially in such a new media presentation style. They tried something. It didn't work. I don't—I'm not going to punish them for their efforts or, like, and, chastise them. And they're still but trying new things, which is neat. Like I said um, the, on a couple of previous episodes, these are the same guys that are doing uh, Ruby, which I'm, you know, really into. I, Very I different a, animation. I watched a little bit of that. I watched, like, an hour of it and kind of— I don't know. It was okay. I was really into it. I was into parts of it. I, <laughs> I think I hated every single character, but that's... They're, um, they're also making a uh, a movie, like a live-action movie. That looks what? Really interesting. It's called, like, Laser Team. There's, like, oh. this superhero, like, or super robot thing that gets destroyed, and these four idiots each, like, get a part, hmm. and they have to work together. <laughs> I, let me let me ask you this: How yeah. do you think that a show would work if it was like a laser tag group? Um, if you want, we can watch the show Laser Tag. <laughs> what? There's a show called Laser Tag. I think it's like Laser Tag Academy or something. Maybe this short sort of maybe Red vs. Blue works better as a uh, live action, like the Le- the League or like uh, uh, Video Game High School. I think. I think it's a good. I, I think it has to be in this because the market is intended for the people playing Halo. You might be right. It's very possible. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. Anyway, um, did I guess? Hmm. I don't know. I, I don't want to be mean to this show. I just didn't no. find it that interesting. Um, I, I found it interesting in its own right. But if I wasn't. When I'm in the right mood to watch it, it's pretty good. You when I'm not, is, it's kind of hard like, to deal with. This is like He-Man, I this think. This is a good, yeah, this is a He-Man-ish. It, it's, it's just, it was, it's very fresh produce to, to market <laughs> in the name of our show. It, tasty it's very grapes. Fresh. It, it's ta- some tasty grapes. No, it's 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 the carton of eggs that you don't refrigerate, right? And yeah, they're market fresh. It's like a kiwi. They have no preservatives. They, yeah, it's not the normal fruit that you go and get, and you get it on like a whim, and you're like... I don't remember if I need to peel this. And <laughs> <laughs> You're missing my metaphor entirely. <laughs> what I'm saying is that this is an attractive, uh, it's an attractive bite of an apple, but it's an apple that rots really quickly. And then That's you remember, like, oh no, I tried eating a kiwi whole, and it scratched my throat. And it was like, <laughs> oh, this is really uncomfortable. <laughs> and it is is uh, is a wait. What I, I can never remember whether guava is a fruit. And guava? I know that it sounds like guano. It's not guano. Guava is some sort of like. What is guava? 
Guava guava sounds like something. Is it a bean? I, no, that's I, fava. I can I, I confuse guava and mangoes sometimes. I'm looking it up. Okay. It's a fruit. Great. Guys one for, one, one for me. <laughs> we're tired. <laughs> okay. Um yeah, it's it's probably good to probably good to wrap this up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um that was red versus blue. And let's see. What what are we doing next time? So next time it is our grand fiftieth episode. Oh shit! Forgot about that. If you're not counting those other ones, um, mm-hmm. and it is Teen Titans, which yeah, I it's can't wait fun. to just just mainline binge. a bunch of those. Just binge all the, the entire series. I, I watched a couple episodes like so far. It's, um, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things that starts. It's kind of like it starts off with it trying to find its feet, but it builds really nicely. Like yeah. in all the ways that Red versus Blue started off kind of silly and uh, jokey and not really looking at the wider spectrum of things. Yeah. So did Teen Titans. This builds Teen Titans builds much better, and it it does drama incredibly better. Well, here's the thing: Teen Titans was always meant to be a drama in my yes. eyes, just just based on. Well, it had the source material behind it. it. Right. It had it had all the legacy characters as well. And Although, you know, to be fair, Halo, I think, is a space drama. Yeah, nominally. Not the multiplayer though. <laughs> but like I think I think that maybe Red vs. Blue was a comedy that tried to be a drama. Mm-hmm. Whereas Teen Titans was a drama that was at one point trying to be a comedy. Before That's it a good way feet. of putting it. But we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Um and what are we watching next time i did momentarily forget uh great nope i got it i am back we're we're, we're pushing back the bootlegged segment one it's true we're putting Sorry, it in the everyone. closet to ferment yeah uh i mm. make egg fermentation jokes but that sounds horrendous like pickled eggs the pickled eggs we're gonna let that we're gonna let that 50 second we're gonna let the bootleg segment fester pickle pickle a little bit um, because Uncle Fester's pickle brine, <laughs> egg pickling. Speaking of which, we have a Halloween coming up. One of our patented uh, Halloweens. You are welcome to join us. Let me let me explain to everybody how you join Halloween. First, you get a costume. You dress up as the person in the costume. Don't forget that you are a person underneath the costume. Do you, what you want to do is you act like the person in the costume. Do you really it's a need bit, to a little explain bit Halloween? <laughs> You can also put a mask on, but that's kind of cheap, you know? I was, <laughs> so I was talking to um, the, the dean of the grad school. Okay. And I don't like how this segued, but go on. <laughs> we were just, we were chatting because, like, an event was about to start, and, like, I was sitting down, and she just, like, sat down and started chatting. And we were talking about how, like, yeah, Halloween's coming up soon. And she's like, yeah, you know, uh, where, where I'm from, we take Halloween very seriously. It's time to get all the spirits out. And I say, like, mm. you know, if I bought into the whole spirit thing, I wouldn't wait just one day a year. I'd be like, this is, like, you go to a new place, you go, to, you get a doctor, you get a dentist, you get, like, a shaman, like, voodoo. Like, you want all your bases covered. <laughs> <laughs> and now the dean really likes me. <laughs> I'm glad you ingratiated yourself to a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> um, anyway... To dismount from that train wreck of a of a <laughs> diatribe, there. Let's uh for our next for after Teen Titans, we are going to be talking to Dan Caves 
for another resident spooky carton cast episode because he is our resident horror expert expert you may remember him from corpse bride the bootleg segment that we did that we invited him on or much earlier Ah real monsters both of them some of my favorite episodes and i'm very happy to see him come back for the treehouse of horror series that the simpsons does we can't do the whole simpsons that's a little bit ambitious. Yeah, we're not those guys. But we can pick apart some Treehouse Horror garbage. Right, and and the Treehouse of Horror ones are so different from the the main Simpsons series, mm. because they're pretty much all just parodies of famous horror stories. Right. So, really, it's, you know, it's not really The Simpsons. It's like horror compendium animation. Yeah, in, in a little bit of a way, it's sort of like Red versus Blue in that it's taking an established franchise franchise and distilling it in a very specific way. It yeah, it's it's it's, it's, not it's precisely sort of like Wishbone, like that. huh? It's sort of like Wishbone in that way. <laughs> like, it's like <laughs> no. we're gonna take the classics, put a dog in there. No, that's not even close. <laughs> actually, <laughs> Ben, you want to watch Wishbone? Uh, do you mean Santa's Little Helper? <laughs> yes. All right, everyone. Uh, that that's all we have uh for anybody who's upset uh about red versus blue and want to give us a piece of your mind you can find us at www.cartoncast.com and, and we're not and just trying to like start a flame war in the sense like oh yeah negative stuff gets clicks no like eh, th- we weren't overwhelmed by this show <laughs> right I- i'm honestly and we've given our reasons for such if people have very strong opinions about liking the show i want to hear them yeah, I want to see this in a different light. Because uh, I, I wasn't around during the time where this was hitting it big, and I'm curious about how it would have been. Like, how does a person from our era look at Homestar Runner? You know, what like that's what we're say? that's what we're doing right now. And I, I'd love to see how somebody from the era of uh, where Red versus Blue is big, um, how they see it in in recollection because that is the theme of our show we look at stuff that used to be big and now what do we think of it but we never watched this before so it'd be good to get perspective on that if you want to talk to us at www.cartoncast.com it's our website it's very poor but we do read the comments <laughs> and um or, or our facebook page and uh more than anything else just uh, tell your friends about the show if you like it at all and we'll probably listen yeah so until next time, let's uh, pwn some noobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I hear that Dognuts sixty nine is gonna is gonna come out of retirement for one last mission. Oh great! So let's prank him by <laughs> shooting him with the needler when he comes in. That always gets him. I have always tried to make the needler work, and it never. Uh, it's has. so much fun. It's, it's so much fun. Good. It was overpowered for a while there. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go play Halo. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one dropped like a wet fart in a museum. All right. <laughs> That's my favorite Ben Stiller movie. <laughs> <laughs> and the sequel, Wet Fart at the Museum 2. <laughs> <laughs> Smelly Boogaloo. Smell you later. <laughs> Smell you later. <laughs> Smell you later forever.